This week on the Picture Line podcast, we're talking to Nicole Aston. Nicole is a wedding and elopement photographer, and she talks about the unique experience of shooting elopements, as well as finding your own style and connecting with your clients. Before we get to the interview, there's still time to register for the Light of My Life workshop with Photo and photographer Kelly Beezer. You can join Kelly as she demonstrates how she utilizes both on-camera and off-camera flash to create perfectly lit moments in both her personal and client work. Through an image-driven lecture, a detailed shooting demonstration, and hands-on learning, every type of learner will walk away from this class energized to apply Kelly's techniques to their own work. Sign up for the class in the events section of PictureLine.com or at the link in our episode description. Now onto the show. My guest this week on the Picture Line podcast is a Utah-based wedding photographer, and her name is Nicole Aston. Nicole, how are you doing? I'm so good. How are you? I'm great. I'm glad you were able to join us today. I'm excited to talk to you. Um, so you are primarily a wedding photographer. Um, what does that kind of entail? Does that is it just weddings, or is there more to kind of your um, style, your business? Right, like my niche. Yeah. Um, weddings and elopements is primarily what I focus on. I'm not really accepting any other types of photography sessions at this time. It's just straight weddings and elopements and couples sessions. That's where all my time and energy is kind of driven into right now. Yeah. Um, let's talk about elopements a little bit. Yeah. Um, what is, what goes into shooting an elopement? That's such a good question. I feel like an elopement is kind of different to people, like each individual that asks nowadays. Um, for example, my parents think it's ludicrous that I classify myself as an elopement photographer because to them and to their generation, they like it's a it's a topic at my family dinners, like my extended family dinners, where they just bring up the elopements I photograph and laugh about it because to their generation, elopement is two people like on a random day waking up and being like, let's go to the courthouse mm-hmm. and get married, and that's done with it. And in today's day and age, elopements have kind of evolved into two people planning out a really, really intimate wedding day, months, even years in advance, just as you would a regular wedding. Um, And I think that's due to a large part in the social media front with so many people seeing these adventurous wedding photos taking place in a really amazing location. Um, And so to these couples, having a photographer there to document them and their really, really small wedding in a really cool place is really important. But as so many wedding photographers like myself book out so far in advance and they, you know, have to plan their travel and they have to plan, you know, getting work off, inviting a few really close family and friends, Mm. it's planned a little bit further in advance than a traditional elopement would be. So for me and my business and my brand, an elopement wedding for my couples is classified as a wedding that's very intimate. 20 or less people need to be present for that. Um, it can take place anywhere in the world, anywhere they want to be. It can even take place in a courthouse or in their own backyard. But it's got to have like that small, small, small feeling. It's not something that's planned. There's not a reception. There's not a gathering. It's just them, a few of the closest people that they love, getting married somewhere that's meaningful to them. Mm-hmm. And what's the ratio of elopements that happen locally where they do just go to a courthouse or something versus you know, far away travel places. Right. Uh, I think that would also depend on the photographer you ask because everyone kind of has their own specific brand to the couples they cater to. For me personally, I only do the elopements that are taking place somewhere adventurous, whether that be in the Moab, Southern Utah desert, mountains. Iceland is one of the places I've been to just all around the world. Some are really cool, really adventurous. That's more of the, the niche I cater to, the couples that are looking for that. Yeah. So what do you try to capture in an elopement? Is it, um, you know, what goes into 
is it the location that you're trying to capture? Is it the emotions of the day? You know, what different factors play into? Because I, I would imagine that you're dealing with a whole different set of obstacles, logistics versus a wedding, you know, mm-hmm. because a normal wedding has the day scheduled out. You know, you're going to be shooting the bride getting ready and the, the groom getting, you know, spending time with the groomsmen and uh-huh. the bridesmaids and um, all these different things. And then, you know, you have the ceremony and then you have the reception and each you know, the different kind of sections of the day. Yeah, like a um, typical wedding timeline. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and I'm assuming none of that happens in an elopement. Again, it totally depends on the couple. And I think that's one of the really cool things about elopements. Um, my approach personally, and I know there's other photographers that specialize only in intimate weddings and elopements. That's their only focus. Whereas I'm a little bit more broad that way. For me and my couples, their elopements um, can take form in any way they want to. And that's what I tell all my couples. I even had a, a Skype consult with one of my couples last night that are planning a Moab elopement. And they're asking, like, how do we go about planning this? And I told them the same thing I tell all my couples, that the really cool thing about elopements in this day and age is it's two people that are kind of defying traditional marriage or wedding expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can then plan their day any way they want to. Like you can do getting ready photos and a lot of my couples do that. Um, you can do a ceremony and then like an intimate gathering dinner, a bonfire, for example, has happened at some of my elopements. It can really go any way you want to, um, which is I think one of the cool things about elopements is it really just comes down to two people that want to celebrate their love just for them and not for anybody else. Mm-hmm. And while they might keep a few traditional wedding traditions I guess to be redundant um they might cut a cake they might have a first dance really what it comes down to is the focus of the day and that's on them and their love yeah um would you say it's more of a flexible schedule absolutely yeah Yeah. all of my elopements compared to weddings especially where you do have a tight timeline like you do have to make those deadlines you do have to get pictures done in a certain amount of time so they're not late for their grand entrance whatever have you elopements have always been very 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 relaxed where Mm -hmm. it's just very calm we kind of have all the time in the world whoever we want to we'll go out to dinner beforehand and chat like just very relaxed very intimate very casual which is also i think one of the reasons why couples elope nowadays um, and that's something that some of my couples have told me as well is one of the reasons they eloped was to escape the stress of Mm -hmm. having a big wedding if they're not you know huge people people or want to like be in front of huge crowds for their wedding they just wanted to keep it really intimate they really love the relaxed approach that elopement can bring them yeah um did you start in wedding photography or did you has elopements been a part of your um your business the whole time that you've worked Hmm, that's a really good Which question. Which came first is, is the shorter way of asking that question. <laughs> um, weddings came first. Okay. And then just because of the unique culture we have here in Utah where so many couples will elect to do a pre-wedding first look outside of their wedding day. Um, that is kind of how I started booking those elopements. Because of that pre-wedding first look that is really commonplace here in Utah, it typically takes place in one of the amazing locations Utah has to offer, such as the mountains or Moab or Zion or whatever have you. Utah has unlimited options when it comes to amazing locations you can shoot in. Yeah. Um, and once I started you know, shooting those pre-wedding first look and bridles for these couples, it does look very elopement-esque, right. um, minus that they're just not reading their vows to each other. They're not getting married at that time, but everything else is very similar to how a traditional elopement would look like. And once people started seeing my work in that, that kind of opened the door to me booking actual real life elopements, if that makes sense. But my first focus was weddings. Before then, I was actually not gonna do weddings at all. When I started shooting at age 14, um, weddings just kind of fell into my lap. I shot my first one at age 16. It wasn't something I was ever planning on doing. It was just 
people were getting married that I knew and it was easy money and I figured it'd be a great way to kind of try my hand at something while, you know, bringing in some cash flow so I could afford better gear and whatever sure. have you. Um, but after shooting my first couple, I knew that was what I wanted to focus on mm-hmm. 100% and since then I haven't looked back. Do you have a preference uh, in weddings versus elopements? Is there one you like more? I don't. Um, and that's just because my focus when booking a couple, when connecting with a couple is way, way, way more about how they feel about each other and how they approach their day versus what their day looks like. I feel like a lot of photographers um, kind of focus on a certain niche on how they want their couples to look like and to be, and that is so, so, so great. I love photographers that do that. For me personally, when I was sitting down kind of more at the beginning stages and thinking about my brand and the kind of couples I wanted to work with, I couldn't ever despite like so many mentors and blogs and everything I researched telling me to focus on identifying an ideal client based on a demographic. Mm -hmm. My ideal client to me always was how they approached their day, how they interacted with each other, how they interacted with their family and friends. And so to me, my ideal client and the people I want to work with and the weddings and elopements I want to shoot all have the common factor of being authentic and just being there to celebrate their love. Mm -hmm. That is... That is what I focus on primarily. That's what I want all my couples to have. And I don't care if your wedding is taking place on a mountaintop or on a beach in Iceland or in a grand ballroom or at a beautiful venue. As long as you have that focus of being there for each other and wanting to celebrate your love in a really authentic way that's more about you than anyone else, Mm -hmm. that is what I'm there for. How would you describe your style? As in like my editing style or like my approach? Like do you have a specific you're looking for? Your aesthetic. My aesthetic. Okay. Um, I kind of have a catchphrase you'll find on my website, and that is like bold and adventurous and authentic. And I try to kind of weave that into everything I do with my couples. I want my couples to be able to have timeless images, which kind of is what defines my editing style, bold and timeless. So that way their pictures won't date themselves. They won't fade. They won't dislike them in a couple of years. Um, And I want them to look back and look at their images and be like, this is why we love each other. Like, this is why we got together. These are the little quirks that brought us together. These are our little inside jokes that nobody else knows about. And I want my couples to all feel that. And I want other viewers who are viewing my work to feel that as well. I want them to recognize pieces of their own relationships in the photos that they see in my portfolio, where they see a couple interacting. They're like, oh my gosh, me and my significant other do that as well. Yeah. Um, and I want... I want just those those quirks and that personality that's unique to each individual couple to kind of shine through and make those images timeless in their own way. What are some of the specific things that go into what you're describing? The, the bold, the adventurous, the timeless. Um, are there specific things you're looking for in light, in posing, uh, in composition? You know, what, what are some of those factors? That's such a good question. Um, I feel like when people say the word adventurous, they immediately think like a mountaintop Mm -hmm. or somewhere. And whereas a lot of my work does take place in that, for me, the adventurous is honestly just the story of the couple themselves, if that makes sense. Like, and maybe not everyone agrees with this, but for me personally and how I view the world and how I view the world channeling into my art, taking... Falling in love is a huge risk for me. It was a huge risk for me to say yes to my husband when he proposed. I was terrified out of my mind to get married. Um, And giving your heart to someone like that, I feel like is really the ultimate adventure in life. And so whether your your session or your wedding or your loma is taking place somewhere really grand and majestic and super, super wild in nature, or it's taking place in a really nice little backyard or an intimate venue, 
the adventure really comes in to choosing to love each other despite all the storms of life and all the reasons to not. Um, and that I think is just my own personal viewpoint and how I view the world coming into play. And I think that's also why, based on my experience, a lot of my couples have been able to connect with me just because I don't focus on couples in really wild and beautiful places and while there's nothing wrong with that, and while that does come into my work a lot of the time, people in really cool and beautiful places, it's more of the adventure of two people choosing to be together despite any reason to not to. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I'm going out on a location and shooting, wherever that location may be and whoever the couple may be, it's me trying to bring out their inner quirks and like the silly, silly reasons that they're together. Because I know for me, um, that's what I would want. Mm -hmm. I want what, like if I were to have my pictures taken, which my poor husband is subjected to more than he would ever want to be. Sure. He's always having to take pictures with me. Um, but whenever I have my picture taken, whenever I'm having like a moment with my husband, we're sharing an inside joke or just being super, super weird. I'm like, ah, oh, like these are the things I want to remember. Those are things that I personally hold on to when times are really hard. I'll go back to those pictures. I'll go back through those memories and remember just those silly, silly times we have or the moments where we felt so strongly for each other. And I want my couples to feel that as well when they look back through their own galleries. And so when we're approaching these shoots, it's me trying to draw that out of each individual couple mm -hmm. and just showcase their story to themselves. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like maybe that that ability to sort of pull the personality out of your subject and be able to, to make them comfortable. Um, what I'm hearing you say is that that's, you know, one of the most important things to your style is making that that possible more than composition, lighting, posing, all mm -hmm. that stuff. That's That stuff almost comes naturally, is that fair to say? Yes, As absolutely. a result of the call it chemistry that you have with them or, or kind exactly. of the rapport. Um, is that something that can be learned or is that something that you either have it or you don't as a photographer? Like what, how would you, well, yeah, let, let's start there. Is that something that you think uh, someone can um, just know? Is that, you know, or was that something that you sort of developed over time? Both, okay. I would say. I definitely think I had a natural affinity for that in the beginning. Um, and it's definitely where I gravitated to. When I first got started in photography, when I was around 14, I think my ultimate goal was to be a documentary photographer for Nat okay. Geo. If that's what I remember correctly, I've always been really drawn to that documentary photography. And it's because of the stories that they told. You know, you look mm -hmm. through those pictures like, oh my gosh, I'm transported to a place. And when I started doing weddings, I wanted to have the exact same effect. I want people to look at those photos and be transported to a place or to a feeling. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's something I've definitely honed in, absolutely. I've definitely only gotten better as time has gone on. I feel like anyone could get better at it as time goes on. If it's something that you really feel passionate about, something you really want to grow within yourself and within your work, I feel like anyone could develop that kind of um, skill set, I guess. But I do agree that it does come more naturally to some than to others. And yeah. I think that's just personality and worldview based. What advice would you give to someone who's trying to, um, who's trying to develop one, that chemistry, that ability to make their subjects comfortable, but also how that plays into sort of their style and their um, aesthetic as a photographer? Right, uh, I think that could be two or even threefold. And it really comes down to finding what works best for you and what connects best for you. I am a firm believer that people should shoot first and foremost what they're personally passionate about because that's what really shines through. And for mm -hmm. me, I, I'm passionate about my own love story, which means I'm passionate about other people's love stories. 
Um, and if that's not something that you're, like if you're not really connecting to that kind of a work, then I say find something you are connecting with. There's never a reason to make your work be something that it's not or something you're not passionate about because you'll just end up being dissatisfied. And mm -hmm. that's like the worst feeling to have as an artist. But if it is something that you're connecting with and it is something that you're super passionate about, um, for me personally, people watching is really, really helpful when I am out, like just with family or friends or by myself running errands, um, watching people and how they interact, like in the supermarket or in the mall or on the street has been really, really fun. One of my photo shoot ideas came from watching a couple that was stopped next to me at a red light in a car mm -hmm. and they were just being so silly and like chatting and laughing and dancing with each other. And I was like, shoot, that is too adorable. I wanna capture that in my own way. Um, so like I, I take notes, I have like a note on my phone where I take notes of how people have interacted around me. Okay. Um, and that has been super helpful. And then number two, I feel like is really loving your couples, really loving your clients and loving their story, really getting to know them for them. Um, every time I have a consult with a potential client who is considering hiring me for their wedding or for their, their photo shoot, I spend most of the time talking about them and their relationship and how they met and what brought them together, like what they love about each other. That's something I always talk about during their session. Like, I wanna hear your proposal story. I wanna hear your favorite thing about them. Like, tell me about this experience you guys had. Like, tell me about the vacation. What was your favorite part? Like, just getting to know people for people um, and, and loving on them and, and having that connection with someone. One makes them more comfortable in front of your camera, which mm -hmm. as we all know, being in front of the camera, unless you're like a professional paid model who loves it, no one feels comfortable in front of a camera. It's an awkward experience for everyone. You feel shy and you feel insecure, but the more interest you show in someone, the more love you're showing someone, the more they're able to show their own love back and feel a little bit more relaxed in front of that camera. And so just really caring about people, really truly caring about their stories, not just about your portfolio or getting a really great emotional shot for Instagram um, I feel like is what matters the most because mm -hmm. at the end of the day like social media is going to fade your portfolio is going to fade but what's not going to fade are the pictures that these people are going to show their grandkids and their great grandkids that's going to be in the albums for forever mm -hmm. and like I want my couples to be able to show these pictures to their their grandchildren and their posterity and just be like this moment like this is what I was thinking like this is why I love your grandma so much instead of being like this photo got two million likes on Instagram we crushed it like that's <laughs> not what I'm about <laughs> yeah well it's it's really cool to hear you talk about um, how much of a role those sorts of things those factors like the emotion plays in as opposed to talking about you know Ex correct exposure and you know composition and all these different things um, but I do want to hit a couple of those technical things absolutely um, what camera do you shoot on I shoot on two Canon 5d mark fours okay and are those is Canon the only thing you've ever shot or I've have played around shot? with Nikon before um, it's just what I was first handed when I first got into photography I was handed a dinky little Canon point-and-shoot camera mm -hmm. from my parents and then when I first got my first DSLR it was also a Canon and so I think it was just kind of a born and bred thing it was what I was handed it's what I was learned like what I learned and what I was comfortable with and Canon has an incredible line of gear I haven't had any complaints besides the price tag but that's a matter for a different day they've just been so solid all the way through so I've only really focused on shooting on Canon gear I have played around with Nikon a few times I think once I looked at a friend's Sony, one of the new mirrorless Sonys while mm -hmm. they were shooting, but Canon's kind of the only thing I've really consistently shot on. Yeah. 
Um, what is there? Is there one lens that you primarily use, or do you kind of uh, switch it up? At this point in my career, I kind of switch it up a little bit more depending on what kind of an emotion I want to portray. If I had to reach for one lens for the rest of my life, right now it would be my 35 1.4. If okay. you ask me again in like six months, that answer might change. But sure. right now, my 35 has proved to be the most versatile, where I can get in really, really close. Um, to a couple and I can also get really far away and kind of capture all angles of a story that way without like a lot of distortion or worrying about uh, whatever have you lens problems but I also really love my 15 to 24 those are all great and tilt shifts are really fun too okay you shoot a lot of tilt shifts I try to I haven't been able to shell out the price tag for one just yet but anytime I have a really fun shoot coming up or I want to shake myself or push myself artistically to kind of create uh, more poignant images, I'll get a little tilt shift out of picture line and create a few fun magic photos with that. Okay, well, cool. Well, is there any other piece of gear that you uh, sort of can't live without, or is it just kind of um, primarily those things? If, if you just shot with a Canon 5D Mark IV and a 35 1.4 for the rest of your life, you'd be happy? Yeah, that's such a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew I would – I know I could create work that – I would be proud of and that mm-hmm. my couples would love because that's mm-hmm. what a lot of my work is already shot on. Um, artistically, I always want to be pushing myself. And so that does involve getting new gear a lot and mm-hmm. renting new lenses or forcing myself to shoot an entire session on a certain lens that I don't use very much. Right. Um, so to be satisfied artistically, I feel like I need that variety. But I know if I was like just handed a Mark a Mark IV and a 35 1.4, I would be able to create the images that are consistent in my portfolio that would make my clients really, really happy. And that's always a good thing. So. Well, thankfully, you are more than welcome to keep shopping at Picture Line and keep getting more stuff. <laughs> no one's going to tell you you can't get any more stuff. Okay, if you insist. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, where can people find your work? For sure. Um, you can find me online at www.nicoleaston.com. And that's Aston as an A-S-T-O-N, not an I in like the car. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Nicole Aston Photo. Same on Pinterest at Nicole Aston Photo. And same on Facebook at Nicole Aston Photo. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks to Nicole for sitting down with us. Nicole mentioned several pieces of equipment that you can check out in our episode description. PictureLine is located at 305 West, 700 South in Salt Lake City and is your source for photography equipment, education, resources, and more. You can find a full list of our events, classes, and more at PictureLine.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at PictureLine. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks to Rode for furnishing our audio equipment. You can find that equipment in the episode description. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.